You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about the beach boys this pet game. sounds in the room i have rob Hello. ben Hello. grady Hi. and charles Hello. pet sounds is the 11th studio album by american rock band the beach boys released on may 16th 1966 on capitol records it was produced by brian wilson and it's hard to define the genre but it could be called progressive pop chamber pop psychedelic pop pop or rock in 1966, after Brian Wilson was on hiatus from the anxieties of touring with the Beach Boys and wanted to focus more on being a songwriter and studio producer, he began experimental arrangements based on Phil Spector's wall of sound recording style. At this time, Brian was using various drugs, including LSD and marijuana, that he later confessed both helped and hurt his ability to produce. After Brian and the other members had wrestled control of the group away from their abusive father, Brian asked the other members to trust him to write and produce Pet Sounds as they continued to tour. After hearing Rubber Soul, Brian knew that he had to try and create the, quote, greatest rock album ever made. And with the help of writer Tony Asher and the excellent playing of the studio musicians, The Wrecking Crew, Brian was creating music on a whole nother level. The compositions and productions layered track upon track of vocals and instruments to create a richly symphonic sound. Conventional keyboards and guitars were combined with exotic touches of orchestrated strings, uh, bicycle bells, buzzing organs, harpsichord flutes, theremin, Hawaiian-sounding string instrument, coke and coal cans, uh, barking dogs, <laughs> everything, all co- coalesced into uh, auditory magic. After the Beach Boys returned to the studio and heard the tracks, they didn't understand why Brian had turned away from their casual songs about surfing and girls, and Mike Love is often misquoted as saying, don't fuck with the formula. (laughs) The group agreed to go along with the album under Brian's masterful and perfectionist direction, and after three months, Pet Sounds was complete. Although it was initially met with a lukewarm criticism and commercial response in the United States, peaking at number 10 on the Billboard 200, a significantly lower placement than the band's preceding albums. In the UK, the album was hailed by its music press and was immediately commercially successful, peaking at number two on the UK Top 40 album charts. Pet Sounds has gone on to be hailed as one of the greatest albums ever created, ranking number two on the Rolling Stones' Top 500 Albums of All Time, and is widely considered to be one of the most influential albums in music history. What did we think of the Beach Boys' Pet Sounds? What's more? What more could we say about pet sounds? It yeah, is, is really the question. Well, I would. <laughs> Hold on. Well, actually. <laughs> so my pre- presentation, my my uh, 
background with Pet Sounds is I had always heard the Beach Boys and you hear the fun, fun, fun. You hear the surfer melodies. You hear the surf rock, all that stuff. And you do, um, I feel like when you're younger, someone plays you a couple tracks from Pet Sounds and you kind of think, oh yeah, that's nice. That's the Beach Boys and stuff. And it's not until I feel like you really dive into music and start to understand when people say, oh my God, are you listening to Pet Sounds? It's an amazing album. And I started to really take in what all was happening. Because on the surface, you you kind of hear nice melodies. The same vocal harmonies. Yeah, the vocal harmonies yeah. that they've used throughout their career. But it goes so much deeper, and I think that is really why it's it's become uh, revered, you know, in modern uh, music. Well, and, and you said, I mean, Brian Wilson's quote about making the greatest rock album. This isn't a rock album. It I is mean, by, by, by at least our definition, if we're going to take the broad, the general it, rock, rock, you can, you can nor break it roll. down as simple as <laughs> there's not a drum set on it. There's percussion. There's, there's, sure. there's it's sure, there's no percussion. trap. There's no yeah. trap kit. There's, there's a timpani. There's a dude playing timpani. There's like someone the playing like bells and, and tambourine. Yeah. Like bicycle the, horn. The the, the 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 modern drum kit is always present in a rock and roll record. Like it's hard to imagine one without it. This the orchestration here is closer to symphonic. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. Chamber chamber pop, as I said, or yeah. baroque pop, or however you want to call it. And I but. think maybe that he was just speaking in terms of you know after hearing Rubber Soul, he's just sure, saying sure. you know I I want to create something masterful. Sure, right. no, I, I wasn't you know? trying to yeah. to be pedantic on, on on that end. I mean, it's it's I it's, it's, it's <laughs> seminal. But I mean, the, the the classical sort of comparisons go beyond just the. The orchestration. I mean, the 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 chord progressions, the the leading tones, the 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 inversions, like the, the all you know, everything that's going on you know, with with the theory of it is is so much denser and, and subtler. And, and again, at a you know, just brief glance, it can you know so, some of the the more you know radio friendly hits can seem like oh, it's is sort of in, in the same vein, but you. You take a second to, to dig into it, and all of a sudden you hear... It's fucking bananas. All the, 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 the shit. shit that's going on inside well, this record. I hear a new thing every then, fucking time. And then, you know, he's you're experimenting with exotica sort of stuff. Like the... Uh, what is it? Um, uh, I, I just wasn't made for these times, and let's go away for a while. I mean, there are these, like, Martin Denny sort of mm-hmm. retreats going on uh, with these just lush, lush harmonies... Um, so I, I, obviously, I, I like this album, and um, it's no mm-hmm. still cruising, but oh, nothing. Oh my is. goodness! You with the John Stamos in the, in the <laughs> Beach Boys. Um, no, I really yeah. like this album. I I kind of regard it as one of the better pop albums ever made and produced. Um, just kind of what Brian did to, you know, you know, try to make it the best he could, like. You know, meeting with Tony Asher, a marketing um, guy who specialized in jingles to make sure things are catchy. And, like, you know, I love Wouldn't It Be Nice. Wouldn't It Be Nice is one of my favorite songs to just kind of hum along and sing. Um, but, no, I, it's so weird to think about, like, how um, highly regarded this album is. But when it first came out, Capitol Records hated it. Like, yeah. they did not like it at all, which was really kind of shocking. I don't think that's shocking at all, though. There I mean, there wasn't that that single. This, this was this was all new, you know. This kind of production, this <laughs> this whole 
symphonic, you know, sounds, these sounds that they were creating. I mean, you could kind of hear the the Beach Boys sort of thing, but when you hear the lyrics too, like it's a God, little dark. God only yeah. knows, you know those those. Here's an oboe and sparse timpani yeah. over over like vocals. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> some of the songs are about isolation. You know, um, they have. I mean, I wrote down too. It, it had this real like isolating feeling in a certain way. You. This was kind of the beginning of that psychedelic rock where it's the introspective, you know, you're not just talking about going out and having a good time. It's it's a real uh, trip to go through. Well, which which Wilson first hinted at his big sort of introspective piece was in my room, which was a, mm-hmm. a groundbreaking lyrically song. This is him talking about these personal demons, you know, it wasn't about love, it wasn't about his cars, it wasn't about surfing, it was about I'm battling with this stuff, and now, and this is turning, I think, lyrically more inward with all these tales of longing and or regret or or, or whatever. Um, and then over this unique orchestration that hadn't been heard by this, you know, the young, you know, the young crowd. Um, so it, it doesn't surprise me that, that it wasn't as as popular Im- but still, immediately. Ten on Billboard is not a fucking like. No, 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 no absolutely a, not. Like to 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 describe like, oh, what a what a fucking drop from number one to ten. Oh no, the Beach Boys have lost it. I I can't <laughs> like that 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 bothers me on on so many levels. Like they didn't drop down to fucking fifty. It was still a goddamn well, hit when it came out. More so over in fucking like UK across they, the pond, they but loved it. Yeah, especially if, if you zoom out the focus and look at what else was happening in May of nineteen sixty six, you know, there's there's a bit of competition. <laughs> you think <laughs> <laughs> to still be in the top ten. Yeah. Doing something like as this, bananas as bananas as this. this. Yeah. I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, the yeah. only things I wrote down on this, and I, I was going to try to, like, ex- uh, just extrapolate a little bit more. The only things I could get out, like, before I was like, I'm going to fuck this. We're just going to talk about it for, like, 45 minutes anyways. was just pretty, <laughs> ballsy, melancholy, not a rocker, smart, drug-addled, and genius. Like, it... Mm-hmm. It, you just described Brian Wilson as a person. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and, and my point was that it's not that not that ten wasn't a good spot to land on the Billboard, but it's it would it's not surprising that maybe sure. it didn't do as well uh, no, uh, because it was coming out of left field. And right. it's, it's introducing. I mean, Revolver introduced. We talked about the Beatles' Revolver last time. It introduced a lot of new sounds and techniques and all that, but it still had like. A backbeat, and it still had some rock and propulsion behind all the songs. This one, this this was sparse in a lot of times. I mean, sometimes it's like just a 
a, a bicycle bell and, you know, a snare or, or, or something. So there's so much more space and it, it's not as... Uh, yeah. Bombastic. Yeah, it was, well, it, was, it was... Uh, <laughs> they said uh, Brian was, was kind of disappointed with the sales and I actually huh. wanted to see how much it had sold... And initially, they they kind of didn't record how many albums they were selling because they didn't think it would sell. Like, they had no faith that this album would do anything. And so they gave it, you know, platinum status. But I guess there was some, like, they didn't record all the sales because they were like, eh. It wasn't, you know, they weren't the Beatles. Throw a platinum to Pet Sounds, seriously. (laughs) Uh, The album did uh, exceed $70,000 equivalent to... Five hundred and thirty thousand yep. in two thousand seven. So put that in my note. That is that a is expensive record. Well, when did he start recording it? Because the Beach Boys were still touring while he was like, yes. gone. "I'm they gonna came, do this yep. myself." He yep. came home to, an, he was like, to a very Done. large bearded man. Just need some lyrics, bros. <laughs> and you know, we, we've 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 touched on this in different words, but it, it bears repeating that this is a Beach Boys album that the Beach Boys don't play on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they sing. They sing on it. it. It's it's all Wrecking Crew, and like I'm not meaning that as a dig. No. Yeah, I love this record, and and you know if you're gonna hire some guns, might as well be the Wrecking Crew. But yeah, just like uh, I, I other bands, you know, like their earlier records, maybe their studio guns, and they they fight for their right to be able to to like play on a record. And Beach Boys, they're they're already playing on the records, and then they release this one. That there's no like they're singing on, but they're 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 not playing. Right, I think this was a real. I mean, it's a Brian Wilson move. Yeah, and, and some people have actually cited just saying, "Hey, this is actually a Brian Wilson record." Sure. That the Beach Boys are just mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, it's said that he went through and he talked to every musician. He taught them all the Beach Boys all their parts individually on the piano. And he went through every musician, teaching them all their individual so like parts. The, the Billy Corgan of the '60s, exactly. <laughs> As he's widely known. So, so you see the perfectionism. You see the you know kind of being a little neurotic about saying I I have all these sounds in my head together, and I know what every single person should be playing. If you were watching any of those this, like videos or listening to those recordings, like the 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 sessions going yeah. into these, he is an absolute just perfectionist to uh so rob a question for you since your opinions of eleanor rigby were tainted because the beatles didn't play music on them how, how does that translate over to all of oh time? to the stamos mike uh, mike love <laughs> like dichotomy well again I, I would i would argue that this is uh not a beach boys record sure. but a brian no, wilson uh, one so, as I've said before, Still Cruising is the best <laughs> Big Boys record ever recorded. Uh, why, why so? Uh, have you ever heard a little song called Kokomo? Because <laughs> it fucking rules. And always will. This was also considered an early concept record. We, we've talked about you know other concept record, but this was you know regarded as one of the first, I guess you could say, just in terms of... Um, every track kind of being related and having a cohesive narrative. Mm-hmm. And I get that. 
Um, and I, I wouldn't argue against it. What The one thing that they say that this record is doing that other Beach Boys records weren't, they, it was supposed to be like, oh, we're growing up, guys. You know, we're not going to be talking about surfing and girls and cars <laughs> and whatnot. And the lyrics themselves, I don't think, are like that, like, oh my god, what a bunch of mature young gentlemen. You know? <laughs> like, it, it's still, like, the, the music and the fucking harmonies and everything are there, but, like, the lyrically, I, I've, I've found this record to well, be lacking. But I think that's a, that's a bias One, from a, a mid, like, a early 20th century, 21st century uh, standpoint in some I, ways. I agree with that a little bit, but you gotta, you gotta think, one of the greatest lines, you know, is from God Only Knows, the first line, I may not always love you. I mean, that, that just doesn't seriously. happen in a love song that shows maturity just that one phrase i may not always love you but i you know and then he goes on to explain these different things i I mean mean, some some of the lyrics are a little bit dated but overall the subject matter is touching on a lot of stuff that just was not part of any pop lyrics at the time yeah uh, also, I, I guess I, I didn't think about it w- when I did research, but I guess God mentioning God in a song was not hmm. a, a real like people just didn't do that in, in, in pop secular songs. music. In yeah. secular yeah. music, I I didn't even put that together because it's just kind yeah. of a phrase. But people thought at the time that he was you know he would be referring to God. It wasn't just an expression or something Weird. like yeah. that. Hmm. Interesting. I yeah, a lot of those things that. And that's that's sort of one of the more fascinating aspects about this entire endeavor, this podcast that we're doing, is all of these firsts that we just take for granted now. So mentioning God, going back to the Beatles, the string quartet, or Michelle, I think, was the first one to use a foreign language using French. I mean, those were not done at the time. Like, these were all firsts, and now we just all take it for granted. And Yeah. Uh, it was also said that the album uh, furthered the aesthetic trend within rock, helping it transform from dance music into music that was made for listening to. Mm-hmm. So, th- so transitioning from music as art. Yeah, exactly. So you would you would take the. It wasn't just hey, we're going to the the party where we got these records. It was doing that thing where, you know, we kind of dissed, I think Joan Baez for slowing down the party, but this it's, it's to be more introspective because yeah. people would sit there, smoke marijuana do or do whatever. And <laughs> Y'all want to cry, <laughs> sit there and, and hear these soundscapes that Brian had, had had in his head and he's now presenting them. Well, to do you, you think I that if... nothing I said about Joan Baez, <laughs> do you think if uh, Brian Wilson had uh, been on amphetamines and uh, it said he was it, on amphetamines? I mean, so you, you th- this like e- even if he had been on some fucking like party drugs themselves, the, you, you think we would have still had this is pet it. sounds? He he's still quoted as saying, "I would, I still would not change one a single note in that entire album." And when you fret on it long enough, it, it's nice to shit, at least a, hear he has. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's an yeah. imperfect album. I mean, just rhythmically, there are missed. I mean, things are not aligned and right in sync a lot of the time. Right. It's but it, it's so masterfully orchestrated and produced, and, and just all, all, all the way through. Yeah, uh, it is a seminal piece of, of art. Uh. I may not always. 
always love you But long as there are stars above you You never need to doubt it I'll make you so sure about it God only knows what I'd be without you If you should ever leave me so Brian is quoted as saying, I wouldn't change a note, but Birch, myself, would change <laughs> one particular item in Pet Sounds. Yeah. Yeah. So the bike horn. I will give anybody a <laughs> shot of Alan's coffee brandy if they... It's not the bike horn. Can, what is it? The, the bike horn? Is it the bike horn? Yes. Hey, it looks like <laughs> we're doing shots. <laughs> uh, in that song, I, I'm totally good with all that but then for some reason it just, I just think like a clown shows up out of nowhere and I hear this this bike horn <laughs> why thank you Bert. yeah are, are, are we allowed to prognosticate like on on this? Are we pretending like we don't know what's going on in the future in the book? Like oh no, we can, okay. we can talk from a modern perspective. Is I've this, never thought is, that we have to be. Is there another Beach Boys album on there, this? Surfs Up will appear. Yes. Okay. Not Holland, which I was a little Holland di- Oats? disappointed. Again? Holland is so good. Uh, uh, I'm glad you. I'm but glad you so is Surfs Up. But, but Surfs Up is will make an appearance. Uh, I'm sorry, Still Cruising is still not on the list. <laughs> That's insanity to everyone with a fucking two ears and a heart. I would like to point out that on the cover of Pet Sounds, Mike Love is the only person not feeding a goat. <laughs> <laughs> he's just uh, looking on with he's disdain. Just, he's just, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's just I, looking angrily on. I have to, like, I have to mention, I, I'm all, always surprised about this the cover of this album. It just seems so... Goofy? Yeah, I mean, from seeing that cover, you would never expect this orchestral sort of... So what? what is the origin of the name Pet Sounds? Do we know? Oh, yeah, because um, so it's it was like um, Brian Wilson's favorite sound, so like Pet Sounds. Like, these are my, you know, it plays what, off of Pet What beat. one's pet favorites? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like so, a pet project or pet... And so they, they, they took it literally for the cover. Okay. Yeah. So Brian did say, asked uh, the studio uh, lead, uh, hey Chuck, is it possible we can bring a horse in here? Uh, <laughs> uh, with, without, if we don't screw anything screw anything up. Fucking to, to eyeballs which, going totally different directions. <laughs> to which it clearly sweating. startled Brita's response, I beg your pardon. And then Brian is pleading, honest to God now, the horse is tame and everything. <laughs> Just sweating point. bullets, <laughs> eyes akimbo. Uh, Holy what, shit! What other King sound do you think Brian Wilson really wanted, but the throat. studio wouldn't let him? I don't know. He does have <laughs> his dog. His own dog, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, is in the last track. But uh, I think he wanted it for like the the clopping, like the pitter patter of his feet. Yeah, just like a horse, like the sounds of his feet, and then he would probably loop it back for into the into the track. So a lot of the stuff too is yeah, it's kind of exotica music. Yeah, Martin Denny, no, Les Baxter. God, it's so good. Is, we're, well, we're listening to the song is, "Pet Sounds" right now, yeah. and it's just laid back. And I want a island cocktail. And I'd heard uh, before that both 
I think both Pet Sounds and Let's Go Away for a while, he intended eventually to have lyrics with them for one reason or another. I'm glad they, they don't. Ended though, up as honestly. instrumentals and they work as instrumentals. Oh, they work so well. Lyrics would have cluttered up what's already a lush, interesting, complex enough musical landscape. That and uh, it's nice to have just like a couple like palette yeah, palette yeah, cleansers exactly. throughout the album. You know, like, well, let's go like away for a while. Interludes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's go away for a while into Sloop John B. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's so good. Yeah. So how do we feel about putting this in the book? Uh, I, book. I don't know if I have to ask. Rob? Yeah, Clearly, <laughs> clearly, Jesus fucking Christ! It's, it's. I don't know. You pooped on Revolver. Well, uh, Re- Revolver has some serious problems that this record does not. Yeah. This record is beautiful. It's a fucking giant wall of radical sound. Yeah, and I fucking I I, I love it. Yeah, I, I agree. I it. It's a it's a, quite a pop masterpiece. I mean, from what this book says, Brian Wilson said, "I dreamed I had a halo." Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes, and sure did. So uh, I love the, the just qu- phrase the in, this book, in the book. Man. Yeah, I'd say this is one of the most innovative uh, albums that people were. It's one of the most influential albums. I mean, this is going to spawn just like Revolver. I mean, this is the. I feel like this is within this whole scope proto album of our yeah of our you know listening to these albums. These are some of the albums where right in the the pivotal moment where it goes from being just about musicians playing music to being a cohesive album that people listen to and they respond to in in this format. Mm-hmm. Well, and then we'll see from here, this inspires Sgt. Pepper's, which yeah. inspires Frank Zappa's We're Only In It For The Money, which now these concept albums right. are more... It's almost like crest of a wave in a certain way where it, it or maybe a brand more descriptive, like a like a the root of a tree where these things will then divide out into other other ideas. Not to say that, you know, there's not not more original music that will come about, but this is really a, an inspiration for future future artists so sure. yes 100 percent. this this album must be in here yeah yeah, oh, yeah. no no you question. must hear no this qu- record no question yes. about it yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that, that 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 this is a record i would say you must hear yeah yep. i just want to say rob and i are in a band called the sump pumps and we just recently released an album called cat sounds <laughs> thank you um so, sort, of on, sort of on par <laughs> is it your 11th <laughs> it, it might be uh, next time we'll be talking about Fred Neal's uh, self-titled album. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.